Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, Episode 729, Social Security, How Secure and When to Take It, Part 1, by J.L. Collins of jlcollinsnh.com. And I am Dan, your host and narrator, bringing you some of the best blogs on personal finance. So glad you're here for today's show. Before we get to it, if you'd like to connect with a bunch of like-minded people, including some of us hosts here in the old podcast family, and be entered into more bonus book raffles, come join our Facebook group and you can get there by going to the shortcut link, which is oldpodcast.com slash Facebook. For now, let's get right to our post and start optimizing your life. Social Security, How Secure and When to Take It, Part 1 by J.L. Collins of jlcollinsnh.com. Back in the early 1980s, I remember railing against Social Security to my mother, who was on it. She'd grown up with the specter of little old ladies living on cat food. That was a real possibility when she was a girl, and the elderly were the poorest group in America. I explained to her that if I and my two sisters were let off the Social Security hook, we could not only give mom more than her monthly check, we'd have extra left to feather our own nests. She wasn't buying it. And I wasn't buying it either. I never figured Social Security would be there for me. All my financial planning has been based on the idea that if it wasn't, well, no problem. If it was, that would be a pleasant surprise. Well, surprise. Now I'm just a few short years from collecting, and a surprisingly hefty amount at that. Considering what we've paid in and assuming we live long enough, it turns out to be a pretty sweet deal. I hadn't counted on the power of the AARP, the most formidable lobby in history. Us geezers are now the wealthiest group in America. A little bit of history. Social Security was born in 1935 during the depths of the Great Depression. Those hard times devastated everybody, but none more, perhaps, than the elderly who were no longer able to work even in the unlikely event work might be found. Many were literally living on cat food if that could be had. Back in those days, life expectancies were considerably less. Now, figuring this can be tricky as the biggest reducer of average life expectancy is deaths in childhood. But if we look at the life expectancies of people who have survived to the age of 20, we get a more useful number. In 1935, for men, the average was around 65, for women, around 68. Since then, life expectancy in the U.S. has continued to expand. From those numbers, it's easy to see that setting the age to collect Social Security at 65 was a pretty good bet for the system. All workers would pay in, relatively few would live long enough to collect, and then only for a few years. 
This worked so well, in fact, with some fairly minor adjustments along the way, that it was only around 2011 that the money flowing in stopped being more than the money being paid out. So well, the total surplus is currently around $2.7 trillion. In an update, as of September 2018, it's now $2.9 trillion. The times they are a change in. But now the wheel has turned. The huge baby boom generation that has been paying in these surpluses has begun to retire. In addition, they are living a whole lot longer. Going forward, if nothing changes, the system will be paying out a whole lot more than it takes in. It looks like this. From 1935 to 2011, annual surpluses build and end up totaling around 2.7 trillion. 2012 to 2021, annual payroll taxes fall short of the annual payouts but the approximately 4.4% interest on the 2.7 trillion will cover the gap. From 2021 to 2033, the interest payments will no longer be enough to make up the payout difference and will start drawing down on that 2.7 trillion. 2033, the 2.7 trillion is gone. After 2033, the payroll taxes then collected will only be enough to cover 75% of the benefits then scheduled to be paid out. So where exactly is this $2.7 trillion? The $2.7 trillion surplus is commonly referred to as the trust fund, and it is held in U.S. Treasury bonds. This, by the way, is about 16% of the roughly $16 trillion, now about $22 trillion as of 2018, five years later, U.S. debt. In a real sense, we owe it to ourselves. In fact, about 29%, trillion of our $16 trillion debt is owed to ourselves in this fashion, Social Security, Medicare, and the balance in military and civil service retirement programs. Only $1.1 trillion, or 8.2%, is owed to China, the creditor we hear most about. We owe Japan about the same. So does this $2.7 trillion really even exist? You've probably heard scary talk that this trust fund doesn't really exist, that the government has already spent the money. Well, yes and no. There is no lockbox somewhere stuffed with $1,000 bills. To answer the question, is the money really there, you need to understand a bit about what bonds are and how they work. Anytime an entity sells a bond, it is to raise money it intends to spend. The bond and its interest are then paid back with future revenues. This is how bonds work. As it happens, U.S. Treasury bonds, what the trust fund holds, are considered the safest investments in the world backed, as the saying goes, by the full faith and credit of the United States government. Of course, that's us, the U.S. taxpayers, and the same folks owed most of the $2.7 trillion. So the U.S. Treasury bonds held by the trust fund are real things with real value, just like the U.S. Treasury bonds held by the Chinese, the Japanese, numerous bond and money market funds, and countless number of individual investors. Yeah, well, I'd still feel better if they hadn't spent the money I contributed, and if it was really cold hard cash in a lockbox I could draw on. Well, okay, but cash is a really lousy way to hold money long term, because little by little it gets destroyed by inflation. It's important to understand that any time you invest money, that money gets spent. If you hold a savings account at your local bank, your money isn't just sitting in a vault. The bank has lent it out and is earning interest on it. A portion of that is the interest they pay you. Federal law does require that banks hold a portion of deposits as cash in reserve to be able to pay depositors upon demand. If that demand exceeds the reserve, what is commonly called a run on the bank occurs, because most of it has been lent out and is not instantly available. If that is an unacceptable risk, your alternative is to stuff your cash in your mattress, or much better, a safe deposit box. 
Had the government done that, the trust fund would now be overflowing with currency, that is, pieces of paper money backed by, you guessed it, the full faith and credit of the United States government. At least the treasury bonds pay interest. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Social Security, How Secure and When to Take It by J.L. Collins of jlcollinsnh.com. And I will finish up that post for you in tomorrow's episode. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. And one last time before I go for the day, you can be part of our free Facebook group to be in bonus book raffles, ask and answer questions, and participate in conversations with the hosts of our podcasts. Just search for Optimal Living Daily Podcasts in Facebook and request to join the group or the shortcut link, if you'd like that, is oldpodcast.com slash Facebook. And that's going to do it for another installment of Optimal Finance Daily. Have yourself a happy Thursday, and thanks so much for being here. I will be back with you tomorrow for the Friday show as we wrap up the week, and that's where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.